Joining us on our uh, artist spotlight today, a woman is going to be performing over at the Van Wazel coming up on March the 25th. That's a Tuesday night with her Gypsy In My Soul program. Great Broadway legend uh, joining us by telephone right now from up in New York, Patty Lapone. And uh, Patty, good to talk to you today. I know you're uh, you're on a kind of a busy tour. I checked your website, but good to have a chance to chat with you for a couple minutes. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to have you back down here. I know you've been down here before, uh, both, I guess, with the one-woman show and also with uh, your Broadway uh, co-star, Manny Patinkin, right, in the past. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Now, this is going to be the Gypsy in My Soul uh, show. I know you have a couple different one-woman shows that you do. Uh, what differentiates this one from, from the others? Uh, <laughs> if, if I may ask. There's just a whole lot of songs going on in my head. I'm not quite sure how they differentiate. Um, this one sort of is a travelogue, um, how I am sort of in show business, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And the second act is uh, sort of a chronology of my musical career. Uh, or songs that I don't normally sing. And, right. Um, you know, um, but that are part of the shows that I've been in. Songs that I'm, and the first act is sort of a travelogue of, of how I ended up in New York City and my, my wanderlust, basically, because, you know, an actor needs to have um, a bit of wanderlust and a desire to travel, and that was born in me when I was a kid, um, and I had a very active imagination, and so I traveled in my mind quite a bit, but, uh, you know, that's, that's essential to an actor's uh, DNA, because sure. they do a lot of traveling. And Gypsy, that's uh, the name of a uh, great show you were in. And then, of course, uh, Gypsies on Broadway, that, that's a term news there, so uh, that, that, that fits. And Well, you're a Long Island girl, as I'm a Long Island guy, so uh, you, you, may, you did pretty well. From? Floral Park. Floral Park, right, right near Belmont Racetrack, if you know where that is. Oh, uh, why? Wow. Yeah. From you're, Northport. You're further, further east out on the island, but... Uh, yeah. But, it, but it's good to have a chance to talk to somebody from uh, Long Island. I know you're a big uh, Ranger fan like I am, so uh, we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> now, does Florida still have a hockey team? We do. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Actually, Phil Esposito, a guy you know uh, pretty well from oh, the Ranger teams. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he actually put the team down here. He was the original person to kind of put it together. He does the radio now, kind of their community affairs guy. But, yeah, so they're, they're doing pretty well. Oh, that's great. Well, please say hi to Phil for me. I will. You? Yeah, we get a chance to see him up in the press box occasionally. But, but I'm still a Ranger fan, Patty. I'm still waiting 20 years since we won the Cup. So <laughs> I know. we got to do it. I know you used to sing the, the national anthem at some of the games. Yeah, when I was up boy, there. the talk about nerve-wracking. <laughs> Every time I see someone sing the national anthem, I thought Renee Fleming was so exquisite and sang the anthem the way it's supposed to be sung at the Super Bowl. And, right. you know, of course, she's an opera singer. But it was just flawless, but to go, to sing the national anthem in any kind of, you know, a, a sporting event arena is so difficult, it's nerve-wracking, and I remember the first time I sang the anthem for the Rangers, I thought I was going to pass out, <laughs> it was the biggest spotlight I'd ever been in, and, you know, they, it was an organ that was way, way up in the gods someplace, and then when you sing at baseball games, there's that delay. Delay, sure. So you're, yeah, you're singing, oh, say, can you see, and by the time you get to the by the dawn's early light, you're hearing back, oh, right. say, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's very nerve-wracking. Now, that's a hard song. I've asked other singers about it, and I've heard them talk about it. It's a hard song to sing, even if you're just you know, singing it by yourself. Yeah. It's, a, it's a rangy melody, of course. And then it's, exactly. And if you do it a cappella, usually, it's a very difficult song. Very difficult. You have to hit that high note. You have to hit that high note. Yeah, right. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Because... <laughs> 
You don't want to mess up. Robert Goulet still, uh, he, he lived out his whole life. Not, not, actually, he forgot the words, but still. <laughs> but if you, if you mess that up, people remember that, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. <laughs> well, you've been uh, traveling around. I, I know you're going to head out to Vegas and you're, and you're doing your show, but I know you're going to go back on Broadway. I read online uh, you're going to be doing, uh, I, I guess, a kind of a short run in a, in a show in New York coming up soon after you leave Sarasota. Is that right? Or in May? Geez, that's news to me. Oh, okay. I thought I read that you were going to do something, uh, a concert no. version of a show in May. Oh. Okay. Maybe. Well, well, ask your agent. It's, it's online. I read that today. Maybe I read it. I hope I didn't read that it's wrong, but I thought it said you were going to do something in May in New York. I am? Yeah. I know what I'm doing. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a uh, benefit for the acting company. Years ago, John, you know, I, I, for audience members who don't really know who I, your audience who doesn't, who don't really know who I am, I graduated from the drama division of the Juilliard School. I was in the first class right. of the drama division. And upon graduation, John Hausman, who was our artistic director, gave us our equity cards, and we toured for four years in a bus, um, classical theater, and went under the um, aegis of the National Endowment for the Arts. And um, after I left the company, let me see, maybe 10, 12 years later, alumni of the company got together while John was still alive and put on Mark Blitzstein's The Cradle Will Rock. Right. And that is a, um, John and Orson Welles were part of the Mercury Theater, which was, no, not the Mercury, I'm sorry, the Federal Theater Project. And, um, it was a very controversial opening because Mark Blitzstein was left of center, and they, they thought it may have communist leanings, and so they shut it down. There's a very incredible story about the opening night of The Critical Rock on Broadway in New York. Um, so what John would do is he would tell this story because he was there with Orson Welles. Sure. He was there, and the story is amazing. And then we performed it as it was performed um, on opening night, which was basically Actors' Equity had forbidden the actors to perform on stage, had forbidden the, forbidden the musicians to perform. But in the case of the actors, they were forbidden to perform on stage, but not in, from the audience. And so when the show opened, Mark Blitzstein was on stage with a piano, and he, turned, he was going to do the whole thing with just piano. And Olive Stanton, the woman who played the mall, opened her, her mouth. She has the first, she sings the first couple of lines, from somewhere in the audience. Wow. And the rest of the actors spoke up as well. Well, the way we do it is we, 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 we I started in the audience because I played them all in Sister Mister, and then we come up on stage, there was a piano and just 12 chairs. And um, alumni, I think pretty much everyone except maybe two or three people from the cast, the 1984 cast, are going to reprise our roles for a benefit for the acting company. Oh, great. That's okay. what you were talking about, May 19th. I, I, that's you know, what I, I, about. Now that you brought that up, I did read that part of it, but I, I couldn't think of that part. But, yeah, I, and people that don't know the name John Hausman, you do know him from your, remember, Paper, Paper Chase and, uh, and the yes. Smith Barney commercials. Great actor. And Smith Barney <laughs> and Rollerball. Wasn't it that's Rollerball? That's right. He was in that, too. Right. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Great, great intimidating uh, style of acting he had, at least on the screen. I don't know if he was like that in person or not, but was he playing was, himself? <laughs> oh, my God. When he screened the uh, paper chase for us in Saratoga, a summer residence, he really wanted to know what the actors he trained thought of him as an actor. And we looked at him and went, so what's new? It was exactly <laughs> the way he, um, you know, the way it, it was his 
personality. It was who he was. I saw that movie recently on, on TCM and then the, the TV series. Uh, it's on DVD. And, and you look at him, and he reminds me, you know, everybody's had a teacher like that at one time in their life. But he is like, he was yeah. like that, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, he was. <laughs> but, he but, was. You, but you learned, I guess. I mean, you, you, like you said, you were in the first class with him, and, and you traveled for, what, four years. Uh, that's that's quite, yeah. a, quite, a, quite a thing to, to well, learn. Well, you know, I, I, you have to train to be an actor. It isn't an easy profession. I, I told... Totally, it, it really distresses me to see people who think they are, they can act and call themselves actors. It takes a lot, it's a craft. Right. And that's the thing that's gotten lost in our country, craftsmen, whether it's acting or whether it's cobblers or, you know, a good carpenter. Um, it takes training, you have to train, it's a skill. And that's what those four years of school and those uh, an additional four years on the road, flying my craft, honing my craft, uh, was about, and we learned an enormous amount in four years, and it armed me for the rest of my career. It kind of brings up, I was watching not too long ago, uh, HBO, uh, one of those programs that you did, kind of a master class. I thought that was oh, really fascinating. Yeah, oh, it was fun you, to watch yeah. that. I, I didn't. I don't get HBO. I saw it kind of on a on a replay they had, and uh, I saw your name on it. Well, let me watch this. But it was very good. You, you kind of got with some young, I guess, student actors, and then they gave them kind of a one on one. I thought that was great. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed doing that. I, you know, I like to see the the, the the young talent that's out there, and then I like to see the kind of training that they're getting in our, you know, the colleges and stuff like that. Are they in fact getting trained? Right. Um, and, you know, my, my son is following in my footsteps. And there's only so much you can learn in school. You really have to go out there and make mistakes. That's the only way you learn, as sure. far as I'm concerned. Sure. Mistakes. Is he doing uh, theater, like musicals? Uh, yeah, music? no, not musicals, theater. Theater, great. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a second-generation acting company member. I'm so proud of him. Oh, great. I, I he's on the road right now. He's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, in a, in a yeah, show. Yeah, the acting company. Great. Yes, they're, they're, their rep this year is Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Great, so that's he's, a great he's show. he's finding out what it's like to travel for 10 hours right. and then, you know, take it to a flea bag motel and then go to the theater and maybe have all your set or maybe not because the set doesn't fit on the stage. Yeah. So, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's adaptability. It's being able to adapt and go out and still turn in a performance. That was called a bus and truck tour? Well, yes, absolutely. Right. And, 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 and you're playing theaters there that may not uh, have, the, like you said, the equipment and that, that's on Broadway, so you got to make do. <laughs> you have to make do. You have to figure out how to put it on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great. Great. It's great learning. And again, for people just joining us, Patty Lapone, uh, our guest, will be at the Van Wazel coming up on Tuesday, the 25th, 8 o'clock show, The Gypsy in My Soul. And again, just for people out there that, that uh, grew up in New York, maybe didn't, uh, you, you, of course, starred in Evita, Anything Goes was another one of your earlier hits, and then Gypsy and uh, Sweeney Todd. So uh, you've had really the kind of the gamut of different types of Broadway musicals you've been in. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I sure have. Sweetie Todd, that's almost was almost operatic. I know Angela Lansbury was in that, and, and you were in that. Uh, it's, it's almost an opera, isn't it? It's, it's not much well, where you're talking. No, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, it's, it's, God, it's a great score. Oh, it's an amazing score. Yeah. Sondheim, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's intense. It's a lot uh, of, a lot of music. Pies in London, uh, that's a great uh, number. The worst pies in the worst London. Worst pies right. in London. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course, Gypsy, uh, that's one of those roles I guess every Broadway actress wants to at least tackle sometime in their life. You had a chance to do it on Broadway. Uh, would that be, would have been one of your favorites, or do you have one? 
I don't have any favorites, but that's, you know, among the most challenging that I ever uh, performed. And it was physical energy. It required a lot of physical energy. And I was already 15 years too old to play it. Um, um, and I remember one night, Boyd uh, Gaines, who plays Herbie. Oh, sure. And I came, came off stage in the middle of the first act, panting. And I thought, I'm not going to make it. I'm just not going to make it. And I was... Uh, I went to a nutritionist who really helped me um, get through the uh, get through the show and uh, really changed my eating pattern and my life. And um, I ended up stronger than I started, which is what you want to do when you're in a show. You want to build the muscle. You don't want to tear it apart. Yeah. So, but it is a physically demanding role. A lot of energy. And, and people don't tend to realize, and you know, I grew up in New York, you, you sort of have a, some aspect of, of what it is, just from a, an audience member, but, but eight times a week, and, and especially with a musical, the voice is an instrument, but you gotta, you got to rest it as well, so uh, those Wednesday matinees, I guess, can be a little tough, right? <laughs> well, actually, it depends. It really, the, it, the voice, it just depends. Sometimes the Wednesday matinee is better than the evening. Is that right? You know, yes. It just you, you you never know until you start vocalizing what you sound like. Yeah, and that's that's and you're always kind of getting ready for another show. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But but I guess you know even if you don't feel great beforehand, uh, I guess if you get on that stage, that music kind of carries you through the audience. I guess kind of gives you. Well, they call right? it Dr. Broadway. Yeah, is that what they And Dr. Broadway has seen me through lots of performances. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I haven't felt well, and I, you go out there and you don't know. That you're in pain or that you feel sick until you come off stage again. Yeah, yeah. The adrenaline just kicks in. Dr. Broadway. I did want to mention one thing. I was going online to see some of the performances you've done just to get some music for the radio here. And you did one with a good friend of ours down here in Sarasota, Dick Hyman. You did a few years ago at the White House. You did a performance. Oh, my God. Remember that? Yes. I certainly do. That was so much fun. I think he conducted so the uh, Army Band yeah. or Marine Band, I believe it was. And he Something, sang, yes, yes, indeed. He sang so many things. I do goes. remember that. Yeah, so he, uh, he sends his best. Uh, he knew he was oh, going to talk today. Oh, please send it back to me. Yeah, but, please uh, send it back. Well, Patty will be again once again at the Van Wazel on the 25th. That's uh, a Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Gypsy in My Soul. I know you head to Vegas after that. Uh, I was out there in, in December. It's a great uh, hall you're going to play out there, Smith Center, too. So you're going to right, enjoy that. I have that. to go there Wednesday. I'm flying out Wednesday. I have a performance on Thursday. Oh, okay. Sarasota is, just keep your fingers crossed because Sarasota is after one. I swear to God, my agents don't look at a map. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody says the same thing. Their agents don't look at a map. We are doing a three, two one-night stands that are, you know, we're, we're, we have a performance in Vegas, and the next day we get up, and we fly, and I perform that night in Scotts, Scottsdale. The next day we get up, and I and fly, and I perform in Costa Mesa. Oh, and wow. I, and then, and it's a totally different show, and then <laughs> we have a day off, and then I fly to Sarasota, so I'm just hoping that I make it <laughs> I, I saw the Vegas. I didn't notice you had to do the other two as well. So it's, it's three yeah. shows out west, and then well, it's a qu it's a short flight back this way. So it's not quite as far as back to New York. So you'll you'll be okay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather will be nicer then. So you can you can rest on the beach on on Wednesday the twenty sixth. Exactly. Yeah. Patty, always great to uh, have a chance to to talk. Uh, been a big Thank fan you. of yours, and we look forward to seeing you at the Van Wezel. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'd like to propose a toast. <laughs> Thank you.
Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. <laughs> Lounging in their caftans and planning a brunch on their own behalf. Off to the gym, then to a fitting, claiming their fat. And looking grim Cause they've been sitting Choosing a hat Does anyone still wear a hat? <laughs> I'll drink to that Who stay smart, aren't they a gas? Rushing to their classes and optical on, wishing it would pass. Another long, exhausting day, another thousand dollars. I'm at a nail, a pinter play, perhaps a piece of molars. I'll drink to that. And one from Mahler. Here's to the girls who play wife. Aren't they too much? Keeping house but clutching a copy of life just to keep in touch. The ones who follow the rules and meet themselves at the schools to busy to know that they're fools Or if they a germ I'll drink to them Let's all drink to them And here's to the girls who just watch Aren't they the best When they get depressed it's a of scotch plus a little just another chance to disapprove another brilliant zinger On the go, everybody tries. Look into their eyes and you'll see what they know. Everybody dies. A toast to that invincible bunch. The dinosaurs surviving the crunch. Let's hear it for the I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. 
But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.